Welcome to Unreeled. Unreeled. The podcast experience. My name is Elijah. My name is Grayson. And today we talked about... Tell us. Garden State. Let's go. Zach Braff. Manic Pixie Dream Girls. Let's go. We talked about Resident Evil. Yeah, we did. Two Resident Evils. Two of the Resident Evils. Talked about our one my was first bad, James one was also my bad. first James Bond. <laughs> Your first James Bond. Fantastic movie. We talked about Daniel Craig. Sorry. I don't know <laughs> what that was. Uh, okay. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. We talked about Perfect Blue. Perfect Blue. Oh. We talked about a lot of things this time yeah. today. We watched a lot of movies together this week and we almost all of them together. And I'm, Yeah, it's yeah. very fun. So it it was a very collaborative experience, uh-huh. and I hope you enjoy listening. Yeah. Yeah. Without further ado, welcome to the Unreal Experience. Just close your eyes. Let us... <laughs> a lot harder to recreate <laughs> the in sync than the Mission Impossible theme. That's, that's one detractor. Yeah. Another detractor. I can't think of any. Because Casino Royale is a perfect movie. Let's talk about it. Let's, well, welcome to, our show. <laughs> welcome to our episode. Yeah, well, I mean, we'll do an intro at the beginning. Well, I know, but like normally, normally we like just... <laughs> you don't have a cold open? A hard open. That was a very cold hard just open. Just no, right that's what it, you did. Immersed into the deep zone. Okay. Yeah. All right. You James know, Bond. So my grandpa, Casino. when I was little, <laughs> grabbed me. Threw me into the deep end. He said, if you swim, you swim. If you sink, you sink. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's how I learned to swim. Is that real? We're doing that. Yeah, for real. Okay. That's what we're doing for the Unreal podcast for our listeners. Right. Unpacking trauma. Right into the right into the mix. Right into the, dip, the deep sea. The deep Just call us the Meg. The deep blue sea. Because we're swimming. <laughs> we're swimming in it. It's Shark Week. <laughs> it's not Shark Week. But it's about to be. No, Shark Week already passed. You know what? <laughs> Back when the Meg 2 came out. I think it came out at Shark Week. Isn't that smart? No, that's good marketing. It's good marketing. Do I know we saw that movie? Remember when Shark Week was a big deal? I used to love Shark Week. Yeah, was Discovery then, Channel? Yeah, but then Discovery like became, you know, fixer-upper. That's all they do now. Yeah, it's stupid. Yeah. They have like I don't care about shitty houses, house I care about week. animals. Shitty house week, you know? Asbestos <laughs> week. Asbestos. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, okay, enough horsing around. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> I said enough. <laughs> James. <laughs> the name's Bond. Go to the James factory. Bond. Sorry. 007. Wait, sorry, say again. What was your name? My name's Bond. James. Bond? James Bond. James Bond. And you know what? I know this is probably an unrelated question, but how do you like your drinks? Shaken, not stirred. Really? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I was asking that. It's crazy. I just came into my head. Um, you have never seen any movie before. <laughs> never. <laughs> I've never seen any movie, but I've seen like 2,000 movies. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, but you, you still haven't seen like Star Wars. I have seen Star Wars. You have seen Star Wars? Yes. Yeah, you have, you have. You have. But you haven't seen like Lord of the Rings. You no. James Bond. No, I haven't seen Lord of the Rings. Yeah, some crazy shit like that. So James Bond is one of these. Casino <laughs> Royale, one of the greatest movies ever made. I stand by that. And I, I think you would affirm that now that you've seen it. Right? Yeah, it was great. I had a really yeah. fun time with that. I did, I knew what to expect, but also like not really because I know you and Zach were just like hyping it up, right? Schlocking it up. A lot to a lot to talk about with the Daniel Craig Bonds because yeah. there's just 
there's a lot of controversy surrounding like which one's the best mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. is your favorite one the worst one and like like every other person will tell you that Skyfall's a bad movie but if you ask like real people who have souls and aren't just on Twitter like Skyfall's the greatest movie ever made what's your favorite right I love Skyfall I don't know if it's my favorite it's between that and Casino Royale okay, Casino Royale's we'll, so we'll see when we watch Skyfall, which is not yeah. next, right? No, no, next is uh, Quantum of Solace, That's which right. is an awesome name That's that means right. nothing. <laughs> no shot for us. Yeah. Um, yeah, we watched Casino Royale right after the last podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, we recorded and then went over there and watched it, and it was it was, it was fun. Time. It was fun. I had a great yeah. time. I it, think uh, I'm excited for this journey too. It's more. Yeah. I don't, like, I'm excited. Okay, I don't sound excited, but I am really it's, excited no, about I it. You. It's the most excited I am for like anything that we're watching right now. Yeah. I love these movies. Our eight franchises going on at, the, and at one time. Daniel Craig's Bond is so special to me because like I didn't really grow up watching the Bond movies. Mm-hmm. I'd seen Goldfinger as a little kid. Yeah. But I didn't really you know know much about it. And my first Bond movie was actually Skyfall. And it was in theaters, and I was like, what is going on? Yeah. And then going back and kind of figuring it out, piecing it together, who is this character? Like, this is really interesting. And then realizing that he's so different from the other Bonds, more similar to the books Bonds, right? Mm-hmm. Which I, I need to read. Um, I love how they characterize him with physicality, with kinetic motion. Yeah, yeah, when you yeah, can yeah. characterize someone, which is something that a lot of like Eastern films do well, like, like action martial arts cinema mm-hmm. does, is like, how do we characterize this person? based on their movements rather than words. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, right yeah. away you have this extended chase scene and you know this guy's doing like free running and shit and like like parkouring through like like little holes and like oh, yes. construction zones running up cranes and shit, climbing up ropes and doing all this athletic shit. And Daniel Craig is this like he's not the biggest guy in the world but he's like smashing through walls. He's like just taking the like most direct path through. And it 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 really paints him as this blunt force instrument you know yeah makes him so interesting it's so sexy perfect yeah um i would agree i think that like because again we watched mission possible first yeah and so um i was like i guess because like we had a mission possible mm-hmm. coming out mm-hmm. so i mean like i was like excited i was like okay every, right we had to catch up part came out and that was good but now i know that they're um like how they do it they get they're getting right. a new a new, a new bond, bond. right soon ish yeah the contenders seem interesting yeah um so i'm excited just to finish these but i feel like if i'm not excited excited to finish the rest of them either right so i want to i want to go back and see them all and then be like i saw every bond exactly but there's like tw- it's like 25 yeah and a lot of them are bad yeah and doing but them and doing them by actors is probably better exactly like, then it splits them up we'll go through each but there's a couple of them only have like one or two movies that's perfect yeah. Don't take a break. There's actually, I don't know if there's that many of them. I think there's more in my head than there actually are. Like, I, I heard there was a lot. Yeah. I think there's like 20 total. That's I could still, be, I could be completely so wrong. Much. I could be uh, way off. James Bond. Should I read the books? I want to read the books. Um, I've heard they're really good. I'm not a big reader, as we all know. Yeah. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> Fuck me. You're like, fight for me. <laughs> you were supposed to say no. Anything like jump out to you like during your watch because you hadn't you hadn't seen it before. It, seen for it. me, it was a rewatch, and it. It's I will say I do I do like, I did like how, because you know this is like early two thousand like late two it was right. like, it was two thousand so like and that's a very we talked about before how that year is very famous for like having um super glossy 
super glossy shots, right. like quick cuts. Did you say it was the year 2000? In, in it was the, 2006. In the, in the 2000s. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And so um, I like that it had a lot of class to it, which I think is right. like, like all James Bond films have. Yeah. But like even like in like those chase scenes and mm-hmm. like the interrogation scene, it just seemed it, it was composed mm-hmm. like very well. And it seemed like a film, yeah. you know? Yeah. One thing that Zach talks about a lot that's interesting is he talks about the differences between the book Bond and the movie Bond. Mm-hmm. And how like the movies that they made, Doctor No and, you know, Goldfinger and all the iconic ones, like is more of this like suave, debonair guy who like has these like little action moments and like it's very different from like the the kind of gritty books where he's like it's like thinking about the mind of a licensed killer, right? Yeah. And I think it's cool that these movies at least especially in Casino Royale, kind of marries the two images. Mm-hmm. He is suave. It's playing into this canon of extended films that it's that it's like almost acting as a legacy sequel to, but isn't quite. Yeah. And it's like, here's this guy who is, it's like, let's be real about it. Let's think about it really hard. Like, what are we making? Um, who is this character and why is he the way he is? But also like, Shaken, not stirred. You know what I mean? Yeah. I love that part. You know, it's it's a bit cheesy. Like maybe it hasn't aged well, but it's I like, just like, just like I give a fuck. Yeah. He he's like, he's like uh, would you like it shaken or stirred? He's like, does it really look like I give a shit? Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like hell yeah, dude. That's awesome. I love it. Mm-hmm. No, I'm, I'm excited for I'm excited for the next one. Um, whenever we watch it. Yeah. <laughs> Quantum of Solace is because I've seen Skyfall. Well, I've seen Skyfall first, then Casino Royale, and Quantum of Solace. I don't have logged on my letterbox. I've seen most of it. Okay. Um, I don't really remember a lot. It was just on TV. It was one of those movies that, like, it was on TV and my dad was watching it or something, and I yeah. walked in, and I was like, oh, okay. I love those movies. Um, yeah, but also, like, I've heard it's not super memorable, and I've heard it's more of just a straight-up action movie. Okay. Totally fine. Who directs that one, dude? Um, it's a who actually does direct that? I want to say it's the same director as Casino Royale, but I could be lying to you. That's crazy. Yeah, no, it's not the same. Quantum of Solace. Who's that actress? Oh, Olga Kurlenko. Mark Forster, who also did World War Z, A Man Called Otto, Christopher Robin, Stranger Than Fiction. Never saw that one. Finding Neverland? No. I've seen Finding Neverland and I've seen Stranger Than Fiction. I've seen um, World War Z and Monsters Ball. (laughs) Oh, he did Monsters Ball. Didn't that win an Oscar? No, Halle Berry won an Oscar. Right. For her role in that. Right. She was the first woman of color to win Best Actress. Oh, Slay. And she was the only woman of color until Michelle Yeoh. Damn. Yeah. That's fucked up. I know. So. So, fun fact. So, yes, James Bond, great, sexy man, very hot. Great to start that series. He's built like like an ape in a good way or like a fighter. Yeah. He's got a big chest. Like like his chest is very protruding. But he's also like kind of rounded. Like it looks like he throws punches more than like has aesthetic lifts. Like he's built... Functionally, yeah. which I want to be built like that. You know what I you mean? You could do that. I think you have the body type for it. I think I think I could get there. And then also, I do. I will say, I really like the asthma representation of this movie because the main you villain, do like it. <laughs> the main villain had asthma, and I. You know what? I so could I? You some, I thought it gave you some. Uh, well, y'all can make fun of me, but <laughs> yeah, we were like, we were like, dude, you're evil. 
And you know what? Maybe I'm about to. This is my, this is my you're like, story. You're like, oh, he's got that silver tactical sleek like inhaler. <laughs> like, could be the move. I was like, I need to get one. I of just those. get one of those. Could be the move. I could. Hey, you know, could be the I'll move. Just try killing people. I'm um, joking. We watched another movie that day. That day, yeah. yeah. That <laughs> one night. thing about us, we watched, we watched movies. movies. We watched. Uh, did we? Did we also watch Godzilla and Apocalypse the same day? Okay, so this was no. Or were these different days? Different. Day. Okay, so remember, so we watched Casino Royale, beautiful, lovely. AC oh, was out. You stayed over, right? And we, so we went to go to Perfect Blue, and I asked you if I could stay the night that night, right. and then you're like, yeah. So then stayed the night, and then <clears throat> the next day, my uh, AC was out again. Yeah. So we watched Godzilla all day, mm-hmm. and then I worked, and then I came back, and I remember you had to go to work, and I did it. Right. So I took you there, and we I took picked you back from work, and we watched Apocalypse. Gotcha. So it's a strain of like three days. <laughs> so long story short, over the past week, Elijah's AC was out and he basically I moved me for a little bit. Yeah. Which was cool. <laughs> it meant we watched a lot of movies together. We did. Which means I'm only going to talk about one movie that we didn't watch together. <laughs> um, which is kind of cool because then we have this collaborative conversation. Yeah. Also. Okay. This one I'm very excited about. Yeah. Perfect Blue. How? Satoshi Khan. Blue? Perfect blue. Perfect blue? Yeah. I haven't heard of this one. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> I was like, okay. what? I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> um, so our friend Brandon has the steelbook. I've been trying to watch it in theaters for like so long. Mm-hmm. So fucking long. And um, I've seen it before. Literally nobody else who went and saw it that day. You, yeah, Brandon, Doobie, Jordan, Jarek, Scott. Nobody has seen it but me. So I, I knew mm-hmm. everything that was going to happen going in. And I loved looking over and you being like, yeah, dude. I, <laughs> like not know what was going on. Yeah. I like, love movies with like twists. I've watched a lot of mind benders. And normally like when people are like, oh, like, like Memento, for instance, yeah. people are like, this one will blow your fucking mind or Inception. It's like, I'm watching it. I'm like, okay. Like I've, I'm following it. Like I'm still kind of like, oh, cool. That was, that was cool. But like, it's not like, what the fuck? I'm so lost. What yeah. is that? Holy shit. How did that happen? And thinking about every detail. This movie did that to me. I was wildly disoriented. Anyways, <laughs> so they were inebriated, some would say, yeah. before the movie. Yeah. And they were not, they were traumatized. Yeah. And I said, good. 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 <laughs> no, it was it was a crazy movie. The animation was great. I'm a big, I'm, a, I'm surprised. One thing about me is, I love adult animation. I think it's awesome. I'm a big advocate for it. I don't think animation is just for kids. I think, and I'm, when I say adult animation, I don't mean like Family Guy or American <laughs> Dad or Rick and Morty. I want like more like genuine like dramas and like cool things that take advantage of the medium. And Satoshi Khan does that. And somehow I still, until this movie, hadn't seen a Satoshi Khan. Which is crazy. I knew a lot about <clears throat> him and like, it was like, you know, I was like, fuck Darren Aronofsky. Like, you know, <laughs> like I took a side and everything. Still hadn't seen the movies. So to finally see them, it's like, wow. Like for it to live up to the hype uh-huh. and actually blow my mind and make me like, holy shit, what? Like I'm, I want to rewatch it already. Like I'm so thinking good. about it. Like so great movie. I love when we have these little screenings at work because we all watch it and then we all like are in the parking lot and mm-hmm. we just like discuss. And like I said something to Brandon, Brandon Blue Brandon's my friend. I was like, I didn't even think of it like and that. Me too, dude. Now I got to rewatch it. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I love these kind of conversations. And yeah. movies like this, because I feel like it's, it's a, I haven't seen a movie 
in a long time where I actually go in blind, not knowing any plot twist or knowing there's going to be a yeah. twist at all. And so that's always fun to, to have a movie that can still do that too, exactly. especially in this day of age, like spoilers and stuff. Right. And not and only so, had I, not only did I go in knowing there was a twist, I'd actually seen a scene from the movie, the end scene, mm-hmm. like kind of the reveal scene, but it hadn't like out of context. I had no idea what was going on. Yeah. So even watching it, I wasn't like, I was waiting for that scene, but I didn't put two and two together because it's so, and we've talked about this with plotting, I think maybe on the podcast, but I've talked to you a lot about it with movies is how to write kind of a twist ending Mm -hmm. or really just a satisfying ending in general. It should feel inevitable yet surprising. Um, If it's predictable, people are going to be like, eh, you know, but if it's surprising, it's fun. But if it's just random, it doesn't hit. So you have to find that middle ground where it's, inevitable but surprising yeah and that's this like it's like in retrospect it's like holy shit yeah like duh but the twist just like you can't predict it if you if if anybody predicted that while they were watching it i'm telling you like <laughs> that's crazy <laughs> it is crazy. so disorienting yeah on purpose yeah like, and so well done oh god the transitions between like what is real and what's mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. oh my god it's yeah. so good and you know what can i high five to us on this podcast, we do a lot of spoiler talk, like just without, like out of pocket. Like yeah. we'll be like, we might say spoilers and then just go <laughs> right into it. Or we don't say anything at all and just start dropping plot points. But like <laughs> this, I feel like we did a good job. We the perfect say, blue? Yeah. Yeah. We, I would say, cause this deep. one is like one of the like few films where I think you have to go in blind. You have to. You have to. You Trigger have warnings to. is some stuff that's very like some sensitive yes, stuff. I was not expecting. Yeah. Like. People don't expect it to be as adult as it is. Yeah. And like traumatic mm-hmm. like yeah there's definitely a lot of trigger warnings yeah. applied to that and movie. it's a lot to say about women and like yeah uh, of course like asian culture and like yeah. celebrity culture well, stuff, and, like fan culture female agency too yeah. like so like there's a ton of like great thematic elements to it mm-hmm. but go watch it sochi khan's kind of a genius he, rest in peace we need to watch another one soon I want to watch Paprika, Love Paprika. really bad. And that I want to watch. Um, different than Paprika, I want to watch Tokyo Grandfathers. That oh, one looks cute. It's so cute. Godfathers, so yeah. That's a Christmas watch, though. Christmas watch. It's first. a Christmas movie. Will do. Um. So then the day after we <laughs> watched Gojira. Gojira, which I was telling you, you didn't know this. Gojira, the Japanese pronunciation, G O J I R A, comes from. A, a combination, a contraction of Gororo, which is the Japanese word for gorilla, mm-hmm. and Kujira, which means whale. Yeah. Because he was a gorilla whale, mm-hmm. which is just funny to me because it's like, it's so much less cool than like giant nuclear lizard, but that's what he's become. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, so, we are, so another thing, as you guys know, Grayson and I are starting our multiple <laughs> franchise journeys. We are. So we said, you know what? There's a new TV show coming out, a new movie coming mm-hmm. out in the next year. Mm-hmm. Let's let's get on the train and oh, start yeah. watching the MonsterVerse. Oh, yeah. So we are watching the MonsterVerse, the the newer, the newest one. So we watched 2014's Godzilla, which mm-hmm. had Brian Cranston, um, Juliette Binoche, Aaron Taylor right. Johnson, our daddy, right. Elizabeth Olsen, you know Sally Hawkins, Ken Watanabe. I love Sally Hawkins. Me too. So, this like, movie. this was... Go, Grayson. What do you think? I saw this in theaters, um, and it was awesome. Yeah. Like, just, like, I think, you know, it probably wasn't even Dolby Atmos at the time. It was probably Dolby Surround, like, or Dolby Digital or whatever. God, I can't even just imagine. like, 
you know, it, it still blew me away, like the visuals in this. And I, I think it's such a visually striking movie that the plot is like not that important. Yeah. So my critique of it would be that like, it feels like bullet points. Like it just kind of speeds through mm-hmm. each scene, point A to B to A to B to A to B. Like, yeah. But it doesn't really matter because it gives us so many shots that like, it's just like, wow, that's a fucking like visual treat. That's a feast. And the way that they like, like visualize the size and scale of these monsters with a lot of like bright reds and flares and like, it's interesting. I, I kind of tangent here about how like I talk about like in horror movies, it's way scarier to not show you something yeah. than to show you something. Yeah. Like to imply gore or violence, like to imply the horror. I agree. Um, it, it's so much more unsettling and your imagination can do really terrifying things in creating a monster of a, of a scale Inside, like size and scale that is like unfathomable it's really cool especially early on in the movie later they kind of blow their load just like give us the fight that we need but um <laughs> forgive the expression but um <laughs> by like the torch scene the torch scene specifically yeah, it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. let's show only pieces of him lit very dimly and you get like this composite image of your head of this just massive gargantuan beast yeah you know and I will say it's a very, it does follow the very typical, typical, <laughs> stereotypical um, first movie setup. Yeah. You know, every, you know get like refamiliarize the audience with Godzilla, which right. I mean, everyone knows who Godzilla is. He's like, right. a, he's a cultural icon. Exactly. But it's the last Godzilla movie was um, Roland Emmerich's Godzilla. Yeah. So they, it, needed, it, needed, it needed a redo. It needed a, <laughs> yeah. a cleanser, a palate cleanser. I will, I've seen that movie a lot of times. I it's my stepdad's like favorite movie. Watching it a bunch. Yeah. I remember it being on the TV. Like it was on. Like, it was on like the fucking channels all the time and stuff. Okay. Well, but we that, was, that was that was Godzilla. That I can't wait to watch <laughs> the rest of the Godzilla. Um, I'm really excited for Kong Skull Island because yes. I love that movie when I saw it for the first time and I haven't seen it in years. That's I haven't seen it seen in it. a long time. But yeah. I've seen scenes from it. Shea Wiggum. Shea Wiggum, fantastic our, in that. Our boy. Um, I want to say some things about the director of that too that we'll talk about closer then. Yeah. But I am excited for his Metal Gear yeah, yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We talked about uh, the last episode. I think the one thing that I will say, because we didn't really talk about Godzilla, it would be weird to talk about Kong Skull Island, but I do want to. <laughs> I just think the way that he balances humor in like yeah. horror and visual effects is really cool. So I think yeah. that'll fit really well with Metal Gear. And you know we can even we can even go back and watch all the old Godzillas too because I want to Godzilla deserves love. or at least some of them. Some of them. I yeah. want to see Shin Godzilla for sure. Not I do. Old. I do. Also, see like twenty fourteen or fifteen, right? Yeah. Um, twenty next sixteen seventeen, I think. Really? I think so. Because it was after this movie. But uh, I do want to I do want to mention Gareth Edwards made King. people talk some shit on Rogue One. Some of them on Twitter because Twitter Star Wars fans are some of the worst people I think to be alive. I oh, don't know Rogue if One, they right? should yeah. be allowed to consume media. Whatever. Um, Rogue One's a good movie. I think it's cool. Um, and he did really good work in that. And now he's doing The Creator. Uh-huh. Really excited uh, for John that. John David Washington, who I love. Yes. And The Creator looks great. And I love that he has both accessibility in terms mm-hmm. of, like, let's film on, a like, a shitty, cheaper digital camera and, like, like then put our budget into like the effects and the performances and things like that 
that's cool for like yeah. uh, any aspiring filmmaker. Like you can do it too. I also love that he leads with visuals. Like Godzilla is such the the, oh, yeah. the flares and the the paper lanterns and like the just the way it looks is so good. The striking colors. So much of what people think of when they think of Godzilla right now is influenced by that movie, even if they call it unmemorable, you oh. know? But then you go back to like older Godzilla and you don't have like a lot of these things that they kind of defined in this movie. Yeah, yeah, no, mm -hmm. I would agree. Um, <clears throat> and I know that, I don't, actually don't know anything, but I just <laughs> I just know that um, I think Godzilla is so much cooler, cooler then because like visually like, there's a lot you can do mm -hmm. with Godzilla like it like and so I think what they did to the Roland Emmerich Godzilla was the way they they Americanized mm -hmm. Godzilla mm -hmm. and so I think this kind of dials it back and brings it back mm -hmm. to its more original roots it's a western film yeah but not only do they have a lot of like it takes place a lot of it in Asia but they they seem to kind of raise the boundaries yeah. to say like this is a global threat this is and, and that was actually one of my critiques of it is like towards the end I was like I don't like that they're doing this because they were like he's in Japan and then he's in Las Vegas and then yeah, he's yeah, in yeah. and they're like look he's over here now he's over yeah. here now oh iconic set piece like which is kind of cool but it's like it doesn't really make sense for the pacing of like mm -hmm. the fight like but I do get like global threat it was, yeah it was cool so I really appreciate that you mm -hmm. did that that's pretty much all I have to say about Godzilla. Yeah, great. Um, good, good time. It's a great fun time. Yeah. Aaron Taylor Johnson is good in it. Um, military man. Aaron Berkman. <laughs> um, we can talk about a terrible fucking movie. So, Just terrible. So we all know that we both liked a lot the original Evil Dead. I'm yeah. sorry. Uh, Apocalypse Now. I'm sorry. Resident Evil. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> We liked the original Resident Evil. We did. I, I was a fun blast. Surprisingly fun liked time. it. I grew up hating it, and yeah. I was like, this is fun. The second movie, Apocalypse, we hated. Garbage. So bad. It was really bad. And, like, I don't know. Like, I didn't know what to expect, to be honest with you, but, but like, it was just so hard I to follow I went in with high along. hopes. Remember, I was like, oh, you I think this is going to be awesome. Yeah. And there were a couple of parts that I was like, whoa. There were a couple of cool shots. There were some cool shots. I, I love how stupid like some of it is. Like um, like the part where the character of LJ is, is driving and he's introduced and a racist character. <laughs> racist as shit. Like all the way to his death in the sequel. <laughs> but like um, he pull, like he's driving and he crashes his car because there's some stripper zombies with their tetas out. And he's like, whoa. And smashes his car into something. It's awesome. <laughs> it's like who? This is some. Or when Alice cinema. takes her bike and then shoots it and it blows up. Yes, that was probably my favorite part. She jumps like off it, and smacks in. the fucking car. Yeah, it was barely, it, not even. It was like <laughs> in the first ten minutes of the movie. The rest of it was like I was just like. It was just so bad. And it, like the editing was like the just editing was yeah awful. Yeah, there were like too many weird uh, cuts and transitions mm -hmm. and like trying to match stuff. It was the it camera was moved awful. so much. The acting was also bad in this movie too. The acting was except bad, except for our queen Mila. Mila was giving it her all. Like that's one thing about her is like you throw her on any project if she's in anything, she's giving it her she all. She was She's happy to be there. Yeah, this she is her franchise. Yeah, I think you don't. I think you don't realize that until the third one. The third one is when you're kind of like yeah, you're like okay, slay. Okay, yeah. I felt it in the first one for sure, and I, I think I knew retrospect. I was like, she's like you know, but like yeah. In the second one, I'm just like. 
She does some cool things, but... I think she didn't really have a lot to do. Yeah. Because they introduced a lot of new characters. Like, they we had did. Uh, Jill Valentine. And and Jill Valentine also has a really cool introduction. And then the rest of the movie, she's just a lackluster. Like, she's barely in it. Like, she's there, but she doesn't do anything. And what's anything. his name? The Hispanic... Carlos. Carlos is in it. Yeah. And um, um, that robot girl. She's not a robot. I keep saying robot girl. The, the you daughter. You keep saying that. I keep thinking she's a robot for some reason. <laughs> I don't know not. why. She's not a robot. <laughs> Um, <laughs> it was just a really atrociously bad movie. It's it's crazy how every scene for ninety minutes, which felt like four hours, it did it felt was long. two seconds long. It, I felt yeah. it was almost the effect of like swiping through TikTok really yeah, fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Except it's like kind of continuous, so it's like there's continuity. So it's like boom, 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 boom. There's just things happening. Yeah, zombie biting guy, shoot dead like next scene shoot dead next scene like yeah. next and the, thing. and the cgi was really bad in this cgi one. was really bad and there was a lot of it there was a and there was almost no practical effects at all yeah and the zombies that they did have that were like people it, to be fair it takes place right after the outbreak but they're like it's just people with like blood on their mouth yeah like, there's like there's like light blue like skin or something i don't know it's weird i think we should break our timeline so that we can transition right into extinction yeah and circle back to other movies yeah we watched. yeah because we just watched extinction mm-hmm. today we did just now just actually. now actually <laughs> we watched and after having our hopes uh-huh. crushed from yeah Apocalypse, i was so disappointed i did not want to watch this movie to be honest but i had this is good it was this is good. much better than the last one it was not good i will was, say that yeah. it was a bad movie but it was a but good the time. bar was lowered and that helped yeah and they did so many i even told you i was like i was there's a big monster guy at the end and i was like i need him to be practical effects yeah if he's cgi i'm gonna be so sad and i was like but i already know that it's gonna be cgi it's not gonna be practical like you know boom here he comes out practical. makeup like fucking prosthetics and shit like they have him gooped up and i yeah. love that I'm a, su- I'm a sucker for that it sells the movie it really, oh yeah it makes it a lot better and they had a lot of like, yeah, that like Grayson was saying it mm-hmm. was like mostly practical effects. Like there was almost no explosion. Like I feel like, yeah, the only thing that was like probably the birds, the birds, and then also they used CGI to enhance the monster at yeah, the end course, with yeah, his yeah, like yeah. hand, and like, how he regenerates, yeah, having and stuff. tentacles and but, regeneration. Like, that's that, that's all that we could yeah. see. Like that's exactly impressive. Um, I also felt like the combat was interesting. They have these like it, it really leans into the, like gunfu wuxia kind of like influences, um, where she's like clearly on like ropes like flipping and doing these like jump kicks and that's really cool uh it was mundane like apocalypse fair it was it was just mad max like, we were talking about how because um, this movie came out mm-hmm. in 2010 seven. Oh, yeah and a lot of movies that came out recently take a lot from this like the vegas setting which was Zack Snyder's yeah. yeah whatever that was called i do feel like that's a popular thing to do though to be fair like for some reason i don't know but uh it does. I would say Zack Snyder probably watched this and liked it. I don't know. Hard thing to say about a movie that's that bad. You don't want to give it that much Because <laughs> everything else, aside from the practical effects yeah. and aside from like some of the cool combat, was just bad. Like, really bad. It was kind of like... A, it was an hour and a half long movie. And mm-hmm. the whole story right. of it was to get from one point to another point. Right. It, yeah, there were no stakes or anything. And there was really nothing going on. But even still, the writing was better than in the previous movie. Although, I would argue that the acting was worse. I think because we got to see them act. In the previous one, it moved too fast. There was, there was, <laughs> you couldn't see them act. Yeah. In this one, the only people who were acting were Ian Glenn and Mila Jokovic. Mm-hmm. Everyone else 
was like it was sci-fi original movie like it really was they were like you're not coming no oh my god like oh my god there's a zombie that's terrible <laughs> we had an introduction of what claire yeah claire's character yeah miss teeths miss teeths her teeth were always out she never closed her mouth except when she said like something that had an m in it that was and she would like it was funny her lips i didn't notice it until grace pointed out the whole time she's looking at her i was saying her. sheath them put them back in their sheath <laughs> <laughs> you gotta close that mouth like come on man and also like the fact that like lj's character is introduced in apocalypse as like a pimp basically who's like surviving and he's got these two guns and it does this like up close hip shot and he's like showing his guns and going these is custom these is custom and i'm like oh man this is this is rough yeah and all through the movie he's doing things and saying things that feel like bad caricature and then literally after his character is dead in in extinction they're like the the way he goes out is like a he's like a rat fuck he's just the worst but b like he's stashed weed so in the apocalypse, it's like implied that he had like a little bit of weed. I was like, oh god, like, can we just like, write a normal? I will character? say because like his turn, his zombie turning took like a couple days. Yeah, but then Carlos's zombie turn, you can start seeing it like the moment. Within, he was yeah, back. within an so, hour. So I mean, that was just mostly used for like storyline, mm-hmm. like to mm-hmm. drag it out, to drag him out. But yeah, I was like, he had no place in this movie, to be honest. Yeah, um, except his weed stash gave us the coolest scene in the whole movie. Yeah, that it was, was fucking, fucking dope. awesome. At the end, um, we can talk about it. Nobody gives a shit about spoilers. About, about Resident movies. Evil? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Carlos's character, um, he slams this semi-truck with like a, a, a sledge on it that's just clearing these like yeah. hundreds of yeah, zombies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just going through and then he flips it and he's laying there and he's, he grabs the doobie and uh-huh. he's, he lights it up, starts smoking it. After he lights the TNT, it's just full of TNT. I think I forgot to mention that. Uh, <laughs> and there's like a horde of zombies. It like does this pull shot yeah. from him like smoking and going, oh yeah. And he's like kind of smiling and smoking, just chill with it. Yeah. And there's like hundreds of zombies all over the truck and they're like clawing just at him and shit. Up. <laughs> Blows up. Super cool. <sighs> that was super good. cool. That Stupid was ass movie. Stupid. So, but I've better than the last. And I'm excited for yeah. the rest. Me too. Which is crazy because I didn't think I'd be. A, this excited for this franchise to be honest yeah. with you I didn't really have anything going in and honestly I feel like the mediocre like middle portion of the movie was them trying to reckon with the sins of the past <laughs> of Apocalypse <laughs> yeah because Apocalypse was so bad and they had to undo a lot of stuff and kind of yeah. like like Apocalypse ends well, it doesn't end it just keeps going we've talked about this <laughs> it just keeps like zooming out and like driving to a new place and zooming out and like here's a satellite and it sets all this up and then in this movie the satellite like freezes her for like two seconds and then she unfreezes <laughs> and then she kills the people who run the satellite and like fries the chip and the, it, it like the whole setup of the last movie they just had to undo yeah they it went away really quick mm-hmm. like i felt like it was, it was for nothing that movie basically you could just get that movie in the franchise it'd be Did fine paul ws anderson write apocalypse i don't know if he i don't did. know if he wrote it but if i know he, he wrote this extinction. he wrote this one and um Apocalypse was written by yeah he wrote that one too so I don't know why he I think he was like oh dude I made a mistake <laughs> I just I found Apocalypse so boring and I found Extinction to be I didn't care about it I didn't care about it was it very at all. entertaining though. it was fun though it was a fun movie and we if checked out we checked out a lot during Apocalypse we were checking out 
yeah, the apocalypse, entire movie. Yeah, I, just, I wanted to go to sleep. I don't want to be there. I wasn't even tired. I just didn't want... <laughs> it was fatiguing me. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to close my eyes. <sighs> the way Nemesis pulled up and just... The way he was all CGI'd and I was like... Ugh. Yeah, it was sad. But that was that one. That was Resident Evil. Um, we're, getting, we're getting there. We're getting closer. I'll talk about my movie. You, you watched part of a movie. Yeah, I fell asleep last night. Yeah. Okay, so. I watched Dune. Rewatch. Oh, my God. No, 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 no. Yeah. Wow. Dude, the sound. That was Dune weird. is the most visually stunning movie. No spoilers for this one. I haven't seen it. I won't say any spoilers. The most visually stunning movie probably ever created. Um, I stand by that. Beautiful. Uh, the story is amazing. You get chills like seven or eight times throughout it. Um, and most of that is the sound design. The sound work is crazy. I don't know how they did what they did, where like my shitty TV speakers can give me the f- like i'm so enraptured by it i'm like i'm i've got chills yeah. my hair's yeah. all standing up on end every hair even on my head just sticking straight up <laughs> <laughs> i just I, you it's so good and i haven't read the books i've started the first one a few times but it's on my phone so i can't really get into it i need to I get just, a physical copy, get copy yeah. you're trying to get one of those cool ones it isn't yeah since it's been delayed because it got delayed but i do know what happens um in terms of like character development and i will say that people are not ready like it's it's gonna be good it's gonna be good um <laughs> i won't say much more about it other than that like uh you gotta watch everyone's it. fucking sexy in it oh, fuck. it's so cool katie loved it um yeah, i saw that yeah she did she like, loved it okay, okay i just think it's a perfect movie i think it also like it takes itself very seriously yeah which is good not usually that's good but it also is not like it doesn't cut out the camp parts of like the story okay like they keep saying desert power we need to cultivate desert power that's awesome (laughs) that's fucking cool they're not human they're brutal like that shit is awesome um okay moving on from doing okay so i guess that leads us into our presentation sorry (laughs) i was on the page (laughs) Our presentation. <laughs> That's cool. You're we like a, are. Response. Wait. It's like that thing where it's like. You are now watching your feature presentation. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So we did our. We did. Oh, uh, we did another. Oh, this is years. I was like, huh? Yeah, we did another um, Alamo roulette. Yeah. We picked Noah's Garden State. Fate exact picked it, actually. Destiny picked it. The oh, number. You're remember? right. You're right. Yeah. We didn't pick the, it. The runes. The runes. Yeah, we tossed the <laughs> runes up in the air from start. <laughs> a little, a little. If you know, you know. Inside reference for for those of you. Um, Garden yeah, State. Yeah. So Zach Braff's Garden State. Right. Um, I was very aware of this movie. Well, first I should set the record straight. Okay. <laughs> and I think I don't think I should be held. <laughs> I don't think I should be held accountable because. It's more of a testament to this genre of movies that, than okay, to my, yeah. you know, lapse of I'll, I'll give you knowledge. That. I'll give you that. Is that 500 Days of Summer was the movie that I kept referencing <laughs> in the past. I was like, oh, I know about this movie. Yeah. The Smiths. I really like The Smiths. That's not only is that not Joseph, is, that's not Zach Braff. It's Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah. It's also not Natalie, Natalie Portman. Portman. <laughs> it's Zoe Deschanel. But in my mind, I was picturing the exact scene, but with the characters. This, in this is really movie. funny. Um... Yeah, I, I was very aware of Garden State, its existence as like, you know, I was a 14-year-old alt boy at one point, and I was very into like mumblecore, you know, yeah. like 
all of the like uh uh mike mills um what's the one guy he did like drinking buddies he's done like all the stuff um like these movies were very much important to me during this time period so i've seen a lot of joe swanberg yeah yeah, yeah, a lot of them um yeah so i you know believe me when i say that like i was aware of it i just hadn't watched it i hadn't gotten around to it i would say same i think this is one of those movies that um defined like the the 2000 indie film circle oh yeah i think this is one of the films that everyone Mm -hmm. like you need when you think of that you think of garden state i think it had a really big impact on i think Mm -hmm. like teens oh yeah in that era and Mm -hmm. i think if i actually saw it when i was a younger teenager i probably would have felt like i would have been like my personality was this movie yes me too. but since i saw it when i was like now nah, it's a little different right so i think that also has like nostalgia also plays a part in that yeah so um because every i told everyone like they're like oh what do you pick mm-hmm. for the next the next one i'm like oh you picked like garden state people right. are like okay uh, well okay. you're in for something <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not in a bad way it's just like right some things haven't aged the best yeah and it's not even so like egregious in terms of like like yeah it has the r word a lot but it's not, it hasn't aged super bad like, yeah she's not, not like, underage there's not like a lot of these the this genre has a lot of really problematic male yeah personalities yeah, 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 yeah. that are like painted in a positive light um in some ways like if you have media literacy like scott pilgrim has aged well because it paints it as such a negative yeah um, a lot of people see it as endorsing it. it's not but um <laughs> This movie, it did have a very self-pitying character, but he also, you can sympathize with him. Like yeah. His, his numbness through his life, his, his, his family life having fucked him up, him not really holding it against them, but trying to, like, deal with these. Like, it, it was really, I felt like those aspects of it worked really well. Yeah. And I felt like the romance aspects did not. I would agree. Yeah. I would feel like... From like from the I'm like mm-hmm. opening shot with the with Coldplay's "Don't Panic" playing over mm-hmm. it, I was like, oh, like I'm I'm fucking yeah. sold, and it was good. And the the storyline about um, being medicated at the age of ten and right. finding out that he's the reason his mom was paraplegic, and right? Not seeing them for night like that, I wanted more of. Right. And I, I love Natalie Portman. Mm-hmm. Natalie Portman fan, love her. Mm-hmm. I do think that she was not written well in the age. I mm-hmm. don't think she acted her age. No, yeah. Because, I mean, it was never explicit how old she why. was, but she was supposed to be 21. She was drinking at a bar. Exactly. She acted like she was, like, 16 or 17. Yeah, she's supposed to be mid-20s, but she lives at home, and she's, she's like... She's quirky. Like she's kid. different. Like, she, she does... Lies, yeah. Like, she, she was very played as, like, this childish character. She was very childlike. Which was... Yeah, not even childish, childlike. I would use that specifically because it makes it more creepy, which is how I felt watching it a little bit. Yeah. Um, when people talk about the manic pixie dream girl, and they talk about her a lot, I'd always... They also talk about like Ramona from Scott Pilgrim. Uh. Very different things because Ramona <laughs> is like a detached woman who's yeah. like, you know, nihilistic or whatever. Yeah. Very different from someone who's like, this is a manic pixie dream girl. Like she's like manic. <laughs> and um, what kept coming to mind beyond like, oh, this is a little bit problematic how they've written her just in terms of like, like misogynistic and, you know, whatever. But like I also what kept coming to mind was Wonka. The the Wonka trailer. Mm-hmm. Timothy think, Chalamet is an amazing Tim actor. Tim. Watch Dune. He's an amazing actor. Yeah. Watch Bones and All. He's an amazing actor. Like, he is a force to be reckoned with. Natalie Portman, a force to be reckoned with. One of my favorite actors. Um, and 
you could not tell based on this role because of the way it was written. And here comes Wonka, and everybody agrees that like it has to be the writing because it's not it's not his fault. Like when he says absolutely insane. Well, I don't like, think that he. I mean, like mm-hmm. I agree, Timothy is a great actor. I don't think yeah. he's ever had a role like this before, though. A lot of his roles have been more serious. Saying. Call Me by Your Name. You have uh, Lady Bird. You have Dune. You have the one with Adam Sandler. Where he plays but like in Lady addict. Bird, he plays a comedic character. He's more of a douchebag, like the like yeah. the, like the self. It's understated. Kind of guy. So he's never saying. been like an eccentric, quirky. Like he's never done earnest. Out of, yeah, yeah. So I think this is maybe different for him. Could be. Um, but I, I feel like the performances felt similarly. Whenever you have a line that works on the page, works very well on the yeah. page but doesn't work through the mouthpiece of the mm-hmm. actor, you have to change that line or else they end up looking strange yeah. saying it. Like they, they can't sell that and they're, they're trying and there's something in the eyes that's like, there's some level of self-awareness. <laughs> that's what it is. It's yeah. like, it's like, dude, you know, at the end of like a monster movie where like the monster's like being killed and then it's like, it's returning back to its state and you can see in its eyes, like they're like, shh, like it's okay. Yeah. Like, oh. That's there's a level of humanity hidden behind these actors of being self-aware and like uh, I don't know if that makes any sense. And she, Natalie was 23 in this movie. Yeah, when she yeah when she was acting. And she'd already done a bunch of good performances. She like, was in the professional like she was in a bunch of like yeah. younger like she's well, she's a child actor so she's been working for a long time. I think she was just her character felt watching it. I felt like she was just was written kind of from this lens that is a little bit problematic and i felt like she was written from this lens that's like whatever but on retrospect with a little bit of time after watching it i'm like i don't think she should have been in the movie at all like maybe as like a side character a slight romance kind of potential but wouldn't it have been better if they hadn't ended up together or if she wasn't in it at all yeah because i mean like if they had just gone i'm not gonna i don't want to be like it's impossible. Like this is mm-hmm. this because like it's a mm-hmm. it's kind of a rom rom com like a yeah. rom like a what's that like a romance black comedy almost right because um, like they spent four days together maybe right. three days together which so it didn't make the end make a lot of sense so and he he was like I'm not gonna go back to L A I want to be here with yeah. you yeah I love you so much but this he had a miserable I mean. time the first couple times he right. was there right. he never wanted to come back he talked to his dad which was nice mm-hmm. about the whole thing and stuff he that called, arc like, had good closure that was good the arc with his friend had good closure yeah. I like that they're like meandering around meeting these characters and learning about them and then leaving that's cool yeah and they should have done that with her too in a way yeah. It was definitely an interesting choice, like her character, uh-huh. which I don't mean. <sighs> I was really excited because I, because I know I've heard a lot about this movie before again, like uh-huh. I said, and about how, like, this defined a generation and that uh-huh. performance. The performance is so good, and I watched it and I was like slightly disappointed with how her performance was not like what I thought it was going to be. Yeah. I didn't think she was going to be like the quirky childlike, right? Kind of like, look at me, I'm different. I mean, right from the get go, when she's like laughing. At the, the, at the dog hopping him, and I'm like, I'm like, that's not a great like fake laugh, and like, <laughs> and she's like, kick him in the balls. Here comes the lipstick. I'm like, <laughs> there were there was just a lot of parts, but then there's moments where I'm like, that's great. Yeah, the little hamster funeral scene was great. That was good. I loved her in the rain. In the rain was good. Yeah, I loved her in the in the mm-hmm. in the boat. When she was with them, I thought it was a really mm-hmm, nice scene. Mm-hmm. Like her, she's very good at doing like subtle, mm-hmm. subtle, quiet things. Yeah. Like when when he was listening to music, and yeah. Like you just hear the music and you look and at she her. Just, yeah. She's just like staring at him and mm-hmm. smiling. That was good. But the lines just weren't there. The, yeah, the delivery, mm-hmm. just the the writing for her was terrible. Those are the. And I wonder if she was uncomfortable like 
acting I think so, so young. I could say so. Yeah, I would say. I maybe. don't know much about this. I um, also felt like, um, I mean, in my in my review, I say this too, but I also like my main takeaway, and I even mentioned it to you. I feel like there are a couple cool visuals in mm-hmm. the movie, um, and the needle drops are really important for like setting tone and mood. But I feel like outside of those, there's not a lot of reasons for it to be on the screen and i think a lot of the problems with like the line deliveries and things like that would work better on the page it feels more like a novel that was adapted for the screen and wasn't adapted very well okay because there's a lot of like things that would exist better as internal monologue there's a lot of things that um if she was saying the things that she was saying and you were reading it you wouldn't really question it as much as like damn she can't really sell that like but because it's you're, seeing you're it. looking at, I don't know. Yeah, it, it just like I could picture it That's as like this delightful read. Like if it was a book, I would just love it. Like the way that it kind of wanders through its hometown and gets lost and do like doesn't that. have to have like it has this kind of strange plot like structure where it's just kind of all over the place. I like that. And um, I will say, like on yeah. a positive, like I did like mm-hmm. the Zach Braff direction. Like I, I yeah. saw it, and I know that he the direction he was, was good, for. and he. Like handpicked the soundtrack himself. Sound, right? Yeah, like and he the, had a lot of good yeah. like in the beginning shot when he hit the mirror and it was like the split. Yes, I loved, loved that. that. Well, the whole beginning sequence sequence I was telling him like I love this. It I'm, was, I'm yeah, literally, literally. And it, and it lost me a little bit, but like that whole sequence was amazing. it was it was good. And like I I liked what he was going for. I just don't think the script was fully there. Yeah, yeah was I it? agree. Yeah, who wrote this? I'm just gonna see. Can and that's little. the thing is like that's what's so fr- that's I keep harping on it, but like. Oh, Zach Braff. I know that if I read it, like if I had read it as a book, I would have been obsessed with it and loved it. It would have been one of my favorite books, you yeah. know, like to that level. Like I, I like what was happening there, but as a movie, it doesn't really quite hit. It doesn't do anything that other movies aren't kind of doing better. Um, and I don't know. That being said, those are my negatives. And I will say, like I will mm-hmm. say, like this was like his first movie. Yeah, I would still see a good person. I would see, and I would, oh, yeah. I would definitely rewatch. I really it. want to see would, a good person. I would rewatch this movie too. I would rewatch this. Yeah, I wanted to get the negatives out of the way so I could talk about the positives because I, I actually enjoyed this movie. Yeah, I actually did too. Like it, a it, lot. I had a lot of. Um, it's it's one. It's a homey movie. It's another yeah. laundry movie for me. Yes. I feel like I feel like it has. Uh, I don't know what it is about it, but movies like Stardust and like, mm-hmm. like this movie mm-hmm. and like. So many other movies, like, I don't know, they just have mm-hmm. like a like an aspect where you don't have to always tune in to mm-hmm. everything, but when you do, you're like mm-hmm. into it. And also, like I think the mm-hmm. like the background and the score also help being like just right. like, everything going on. I love how understated it. is. Understated it is. It also has like these heavy emotional points, but they're not overwhelming. And I like the humor, but the humor is never like too much like yeah. the way it balances all these things is good and and it creates this like kind of comfy feeling throughout um and there's something comfy about depression in a way yeah like it's romanticized a lot in our culture um which i think is why so many of us struggle with it to a degree i don't know i don't know how any of that works but i do think that like the representations of like mental illness and trying to like improve as a person and figure shit out when you don't have shit figured out is really nice to watch and i would i would honestly the this is the highest praise i could give any movie yeah 
um, especially one that I didn't love as much as the movie I'm going to compare it to, but Drive My Car, right? <laughs> a movie about loss, betrayal, uh, damage in the past, and trying to move on, yeah. figuring out how to move on after not processing things for so long, and how, like learning how to feel something, basically. Yeah. And it being also a great laundry movie between the sights and sounds, and like let's listen to it and like have it on in the background. Like I love Drive My Car. And it's my, I mean, it's my favorite movie. And so to compare it to my favorite movie, just saying, I loved, I, I loved it. I thought it was a great movie. It was a great movie. Mm -hmm. I think, I mean, of course, like all problems aside, like, uh, and especially being Mm -hmm. someone's debut for a directorial film, like, and he wrote it too. Like, that's a lot for someone to do. And especially given like, he had to kind of break out of an image at this time because he, he already had notoriety from Scrubs. Scrubs. Yeah. And as this like kind of goofy wonky character, yeah. but Scr- Scrubs has some emotional moments. Oh but yeah, yeah, yeah. For him to kind of sh- present this really understated, as opposed to like Looney Tunes goofy, yeah, and, and also like him being so overwhelmingly like sad, and it it, it, it takes it takes his yeah. struggle seriously. It does, which is and nice. I like and I like the talk about like mm-hmm. being medicated, but yeah. kind of being like. Cause he was medicated from age like 10 from yeah. what happened in the accident. Mm-hmm. And he was like, well, like he got a headache that like the moment he stopped using them right. and he was like becoming like reliant on it. I think right. that it did a good, um, it did a good job of touching on a subject that's kind of sensitive to some mm-hmm. people and talking about how like, Oh, being on pills all the time is not mm-hmm. healthy. It's not good. Right. Everyone doesn't need it. And then you become so reliant on it. And mm-hmm. the doctor was like, listen, like he's something he was like, I cannot stop you from not taking these pills. I know they take the pain away in the moment. Mm-hmm think about the long run because right. like, he was like you should be a lithium coming out of your ears or something at this right. point because that's not healthy for your seems body seems ahead of its time yeah and like not only that but like if you think about like like even nowadays like that conversation is kind of taboo yeah like i think we should be having it more that like obviously mental illness, Ill- illness is a chronic thing and like if you just fix your circumstances it's not going to improve but like if we look at it from like a class structure point of view like we it, it does like depression and things like this chemical imbalances absolutely but they're also conditionally influenced and uh-huh. if you can fix your circumstances rather than just treating the, the symptoms and try to try to be a happier person try to figure out your life and shit like that can help a lot yeah it's not gonna fix your problem but like that's why it's so interesting he's like presented as this character who's like it doesn't say all pills are bad but it's also like you know he's like dude i don't know he's like i don't even know if i have a problem like i just can't remember not taking these pills yeah like yeah. i've just been medicated for his whole life really interesting character because um, i did notice how how like how melancholic mm-hmm. and bland he was acting yeah. in the beginning and exactly because i was like i thought it was on purpose i was like i was like oh, it's kind of rough yeah and then towards like a little middle you can tell that he's really like loosening up he's not on the pills anymore right and it was a nice subtle um his arc his arc which was it wasn't spoken about it was spoken exactly it was shown yeah, it was shown not told i mean um, they br- they bring it up it's a subtle like right. hint to like here you remember like know what's happening uh-huh. but then when we see it like progressively uh-huh. happening it was very, i did like that i think that was a very good job his arc was perfect his his relationship with his dad the way that that plays out perfect his friend perfect there's a lot of funny little bits in between the adventure, the journey, and there's moments of perfection in terms of like his relationship with Natalie Portman's character. Yeah. But I really feel like the decision to pivot to a kind of romance towards the end, mm-hmm. 
Like, it, it felt like a romance throughout, but yeah. it felt like that wasn't the main point the of the film. Didn't, the ending didn't make any sense to me. Like, it didn't land. Like, it didn't it match didn't the tone land. of the rest yeah. of the movie. And I, I think that that, to me, was like, it, it's like, did we not know how to end? You know, or something like that. It felt like it could have even ended with the conversation with his dad and then, or just him going home after that. If he had decided to keep going home. Yeah. Um, or if he said, I'm going to come back and like the plane went down or so. I don't know. Some dramatic, like <laughs> there's ways to end this movie that don't involve like, I've known you for four days, but this is the only thing I know that's real is I love you and we need to be together. Like something to do with, just I think something maybe me. with the necklace, like symbolizing the fact that he's okay with his mom's dying. Right. And they, they talked about it and he talked about how like it was his fault. Right. There's closure. And they got her. And yeah. Just like there's, I, I do see what you're saying. And all of that kind of gets sidelined. For Natalie Portman's character. For, for the Natalie romance Portman's story. At the, yeah. at the end. And it just because of the way she's written, it doesn't, it feels forced. If she was written better, I think that would have worked better. Or there's so many alternatives, and I just yeah, felt like ends. that's my biggest problem with the movie is just her character, and and how, specifically how they treat her, and specifically like that romance. Like it felt kind of forced in. It did. It, did. it just mm -hmm. seemed very natural. They could have even just been friends, or like I don't I don't know. I'm not one to usually heart like critique like romance being like I'm not I don't normally critique yeah, that kind of no. thing. Yeah, no. Like because I, when I started this movie, I, I was not expecting to, for this character to be like the biggest downfall of this movie. Yeah, I thought she was going to be the best part. Yeah, Honestly, I did too. I was, I was like, like, I was writing my review. I said, yeah, early on, I was like, queen. yeah, and I was, I was like, I was like, yeah, let's go. Like, the romance is going to really carry this movie. Everything else is going to be a dud. I kind of expected the inverse, and it wasn't. Yeah, because um, so, so cool. many like mumblecore movies like really struggle to make anything matter outside of the romance mm -hmm. and this one it was kind of the inverse problem which is almost a compliment in a way that i cared so much about every little character's little problematic like they're all kind of heinous people yeah which is a nice little feature of like the going back home subgenre. I do love those. I love when you go back home and you're just surrounded by like old friends and old habits and family, <laughs> and, and it's just it feels I, I, um, disgusting. Yeah, like because that that things. basement party scene. Yeah, whatever. It's kind of it's like almost uh -huh. like a teen like a teen yeah. coming of age movie where all the teen you know when you uh -huh. teenager you have a house party and everyone like does drugs and they do spin right. the bottle, and then, but to this and then uh -huh. take a look and everyone being like a really weird age. Yeah. It had that weird feeling. And you have, like, the, the perversion, the increasingly... Yeah. It's like a building tension of perversion. They they go into, like, that hotel and are, like, literally, like, voyeurs, like, looking at people having sex for money and shit. And, like, yeah. it's really... It's kind of disturbing. It's not really talked about or addressed. Super weird <laughs> it was that that was just in there. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense either. With I mean, I guess Method Man? <laughs> Method Man character, but, like, he could have done anything else. And then... And then it circles like, like after all of that, I kind of I kind of like those aspects, like because you, that is like, and that that feels like other books that I've written, or written read, <laughs> other books that I've read where it's like they, it, it, the plot structure is more about like let's meet this character yeah. and see dark sides of them and understand them as a whole like strange picture, um, and it creates this like mosaic effect of characters. Um, and I liked that that was happening, but again, it just felt like they were like, "All right, now here's the main course." Yeah. Instead of yeah, like, no, I get that. Yeah, a bunch of good snacks. <laughs> I love tapas. snacks. I love snacks. The film should have been tapas. 
but instead they went for an entree. <laughs> 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 I don't know if that makes sense. I don't know either, but we'll, we'll see. That was all the movies. Do you have anything else to say about Guard State? Um, no, I mean, that's huh? about it, really, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, um, I would agree. I, I, I think that this was a good movie. Uh, I do want to watch it again. I think I'll definitely watch it again. I think I would like it more on a rewatch. I too. think so too. Like, because I think I would be less like, let me sit and watch this. Like, I'd, I'd probably be like, like, okay, I'm, I'll tune into these like really important parts and then kind of, yeah, you, you get me. Um, let's generate the next one. Okay. Do you okay. have the list pulled up? I pull it up right now. Um, one through twenty-three. Relax, don't. Yeah. Let me delete. Let me delete. Nice, nice, nice. Garden State, real quick. Goodbye, Garden State. Gordon. Gordon Stott. Go- Gordon Steady, Annie. So I'm nervous <laughs> for the next one because we're getting rid of all like the fun little quirky ones. Now we're getting to the people put some real art house some films. serious films. And I'm like, are we going to have eight hours to watch hmm. <laughs> these movies? And I, I do want to say one more thing about Garden State. The last thing I'll say is that I feel like because I presented the negatives first, it made it seem like I hated it. Yeah. I feel like I, I just talked trash on it, but I really like that movie. Like I would own it. Yeah, I really I, would. I, I, do, I would own it. I would get a, a Blu-ray of it. I would get a Blu-ray. Um, so Noah, if you're listening, no, I I enjoyed it. it. I enjoyed yeah. the pick. Genuinely, your pick was perfect. Yeah, you didn't write it, and it was a good pick too <laughs> because like we both never I, seen a, it. Hadn't seen it, and B like I feel like that on a rainy day. Oh yeah. Oh, my oh that God. would hit. Yeah, it would, that hit. would hit. And I think it's like thank you for trying cuz I know someone tried to pick a movie neither one of us have seen and it's very hard. Yeah. Because either I've seen it or you've seen mm-hmm. it or we've both seen it. So yeah. that was always fun. That's also what I liked a lot about Garden State is neither of us went and had no idea what's going on. Yeah. So, and there were moments that were like what the fuck was that? <laughs> we were like laughing a lot. Yeah. It was funny. It's a it funny movie. It was very funny. Okay. Pick your number. Right. <laughs> 3. <laughs> 3. Drum roll. <laughs> um, it is The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. I have seen this one. This is Avery's pick. I have not seen this one. This was my favorite movie growing up. I saw this at the Dollar Theater, and uh, me and my brother just love this movie. I own it. So, Do you really? Yeah. Perfect. Cool. I have it on DVD. Awesome. I've never seen it. I remember when it came out. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing it in the trailer for it in theaters, but I never saw it. Um, yeah, oh, this is Avery's pick. Love. I saw it, was obsessed with it changed my whole life um and then i rewatched it a few years later like 15 or 16 17 maybe yeah and i was like hmm <laughs> so rewatching it all these years later In your 20s i'm interested to see how it's aged especially in magazine um, but i do remember adam scott plays just a fucking doucher which is awesome love. like a major prick and i love Catherine hahn yeah Patton oswald oh it, it's a fantastic film Patton Oswalt is like not in it, but he is. Okay. You're gonna, we gotta I'll watch see, this. It's so good. No, I'm excited for this one. This is okay. This it's is actually great. One. It's very fun. Really it's only 114 minutes long. His character, and I think he directed it, right? Ben Stiller? Yeah. So yeah, he did. this, what's interesting about the last two movies is directed and starred in. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Zach Braff and now Ben Stiller. Ben Stiller. Okay. And both of them are dramatic turns for comedic people. Comedic actors. Interesting. Okay. Well, this is gonna be fun. Very I'm excited. exciting. Very excited. Um, We're also going to continue everything else. Um, everything else, yeah. I don't know if we'll have watched another Resident Evil before uh, the next know. podcast. Probably after. We usually watch them after. We just had time. Yeah, we had a change of plans. So we, we had a change, sudden change of plans. <laughs> um, 
Well, thank you guys for listening to our episode of Unrealed. Um, we hope you guys enjoyed it, and thank you, Noah, for this, yeah. the pick thank of Garden State. Thank you, Noah, State. for your pick. Uh, you are allowed to move on to the next round of picks. Oh, yeah. We'd love to. Oh, yeah, we should do kind of an elimination. That would be Elizabeth, funny. out. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love Can you imagine I on the podcast? Stardust. I was like, <laughs> um, Clary Booth yeah. sucked. Or like, now, Molly, say, get out. I do expect to dislike at least one of these movies. Well, we have 20 two yeah. more left yeah um but i so far two two out of two two really solid i picks. don't know i don't know which one you're gonna hate i mean i, I think I, I think i know which one you're gonna hate which one okay so um yeah. thank you for our lmo picks yeah episode. I, I had a i've had a great time watching them so far really excited for the fun. next one um yeah tune in next tune time. in next week when we watch what do we say? What were we? Oh, Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Let's Mitty. go. <laughs> Woo. Woo. Okay. Um, bye.